appreciate Welcome that. to Bogside Chats, where we're talking everything DeFi Kingdoms. My name is Matty Pesk. Today, I am joined by Guy Kid and Franz. Boys, how are we doing? Doing great. You nailed the opening. Good job. Good I, energy to start the pod. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm excited because we have a, a special guest on with us today. Uh, I should have asked you this before we started, but Bob, nothing. Do you, can I, is it okay to call you Bob? Bob's great. But wait, wait a second. I thought I was joining the podcast with no whales and no Gen Zero <laughs> no tables of heroes. Is this right? Am I on the wrong podcast? No, yeah, no you are about on the right that. Podcast. About uh, that. We've had to adjust our opening. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, a few of us have bought uh, more than a hundred heroes and some Gen Zeros, so we had to drop our fun little rhyme in the beginning. We uh, made like fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but welcome to the pod. So a little later, the reason we have Bob on is he's going to be talking to us about uh, DFK Fight Club and some cool developments that's going on with the app. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we're going to talk about the AMA today. And even before we talk about the AMA, we're going to talk a little bit to Bob. Uh, Bob, how did you get into DFK? When did you get into it? And like, you know, how did you uh, come to get to even to Fight Club? Uh, yeah, it's kind of... I came not super early. The wishing well was still available, um, so it was kind of right around that time. I just saw I was kind of just consuming a lot of content with DeFi and learning, learning how to do uh, all the networks and stuff. I started in crypto in 21, like most people, and uh, yeah, it was the uh, the fall of last year, the good days. Yeah, Bitcoin was at sixty thousand or whatever, and I was like, I, nothing can hurt me. Exactly. I'm a bridge yeah. over to Harmony and see what's going on with this game. <laughs> <laughs> so no real well, good reason. Don't even say the B word. I get I get flashbacks. <laughs> the B word? Bridge. B word. Oh god. Oh, they meant Bitcoin, and I was like, wait, what? No, no, you can say that. Yeah, no, okay. don't, don't say bridge. I'll have. A... Yeah. <laughs> I managed um, to dodge the bridge. Yes. Yes. Very good. Um, very cool. And then, how did you find Fight Club? Uh, basically, I didn't really start playing until the Baby Cup. I just, I nice. was like, I was watching uh, ADFK in your pod uh, yeah. or YouTube channels. So I kept hearing all about it. And I would actually watch the coverage and be like, yeah, that seems really cool. But I don't think I want to, or can't do that. <laughs> or I, I don't know if I was too lazy or something. I was too intimidated by actually doing it. So once the Baby Cup kind of started off, that's when I really dived in and played enough to get a buy at least or played a bunch of stuff mostly lost until uh towards the end i started getting the hang of it there you go well very cool um yeah you know we we love fight club so i'm excited we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of new, new stuff about that coming up a little bit later um but let's talk about the ama um so today is the 13th uh, of october the ama was earlier today they had some pretty decent announcements um kind of about serendale 2.0 the biggest one, not much analysis to it, but they they named the power token. They've been using KPT, you know, Clayton Power Token. They named it. It's going to be named Jade. And then they showed the little insignia that they have for it. Um, what do you guys think about this? Jade. I think it's cool. I mean, I don't know. There's not much analysis, but, you know, what are our thoughts? Yeah, another green token. Mm. Um, I wasn't expecting green with Jewel and you know all that. Uh, they uh, definitely made a little different guy. I don't know if you have the picture handy, 
Um, if it's, it's, got, notes now. it's got a cool little dragon thing on the side there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks cool. I'm just glad that we're progressing to the point where we're naming the token. Next, hopefully we see the classes, and then before you know it, it's, you know, it's up and it's live. Yeah, no, I mean, I think they there was like a brief mention that classes will be coming soon. I mean, nothing concrete was said, but um, yeah, I mean, it seems like Serendale 2.0, you know, Clayton Network, it seems like it's moving and it seems like, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but it seems like weeks, you know, rather than months. I don't know, though. Well, they, they've talked about the end of October, haven't they? Well, they said Q- Q4. Yeah, I believe Clayton said that on their announcement, and it seems like they're kind of walking it back a little bit. Like, hey, let's stick with Q4 instead of yeah. Well, yeah. so but we're we're into Q4, October, November, yes. December is Q4. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, know, it, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, I'm thinking, I'm hoping, end of November. That's sort of what I'm picturing. Yeah, the teaser I just showed too said Q4. Yeah, say November is most likely. Yeah. Uh, well, so it's very cool, and like uh, like I said, like I think this is just cool that that there is movement happening. Like they feel comfortable telling us this token means you know they're at a point where they they you know they can share that. Well, well uh, we're we're burying the lead a little bit, right? Because we've reached parity. That's that was the lead. I was more excited about Jade. All right, yeah, Jade's cool. Jade's the lead. Gotcha. <laughs> so um, once you once you get to parity, what's next? Well, next is new stuff, right? New stuff. I, I yeah, think exactly. uh, Frisky had a tweet saying, "Like, hey, glad all that's done. Now <laughs> let's get to the fun stuff." Yeah. Um, duels are were the last kind of uh, piece of that puzzle, and duels are live. Raffle is live. Um, Have you guys dueled yet? Yeah, I've been dueling nonstop. For real? Yeah. No, I, for real. Have you been winning? Uh, you know. <laughs> when some you lose some right a little bit but i've been slowly accumulating those raffle tickets and yeah. i've been putting them in i i ran out of crystals a long time ago um for leveling like good ones and i'm excited to kind of replenish that inventory that is uh interesting and then that does segue seg segue excuse me Ooh, uh into hard. uh another part of the ama that i thought was very interesting was and this was kind of Jumped over pretty quickly, but uh, there's going to be some new Gen Zeros uh, give, uh, given away with Serendel 2.0, and they gave four parameters of how you can accumulate those Gen Zero raffle tickets. Um, the first one is going to be holding uh, C Jewel or S Jewel, which is the new version of X Jewel. The next ver- the next way is summoning. Then after that is dueling, and then also participating in the raffles with your raffle tickets. So. They they haven't given the window of like when this starts, but basically just playing the game is going to give you um, these raffle tickets for new Gen Zeros, which I think is very exciting. I think it's better than some of the ones in the past. Is Spike going to get us the raffle tickets? And- Hold on. Everybody's going at once here. Hold on. Say it again. Guy, yeah. go, go for it, guy. <laughs> well, so is is are we going to get Fight, Fight Club raffle tickets like we get Duels raffle tickets? Well, you're, you're, ju- you're jumping to, ahead. You're jumping ahead to that. On that. Um, <laughs> But that yeah, hasn't been. Spoiler. That's like a. Hopefully, spoiler. we'll be getting that. I don't know if that will apply to well, this this Gen Zero giveaway. What I what I was going to ask is, do we have parameters around the summoning part 
and things like that. No, it, it was kind of like a basic, these are the four things. That's basically okay. just what, what Dreamer said. For, first kind of reaction is that the duels and the raffler, it, it kind of doubles, right? If you're doing one, sure. you're doing the other. Exactly. So that seems like the place to attack. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm excited about because these are things that like everyday players can do. And, yeah, and by that, I, I mean me. Sorry, you I've, go, Bob. I found this to be the most uh, kind of interesting part of the AMA. Um, it was really cool, um, especially with the summoning. Uh, actually, uh, what I did was I had some uh, crystals set aside that I was going to use to try to do a bunch of summons this week. And mm -hmm. I basically just canceled that idea. I'm just going to sit on them until then. And I used that to buy some uh, Gen 1s from the, from the uh, tap. Like so it. I'm just going to sit on those and just try to summon as much as I can during that window. That seems like the best uh, option for me to maybe try to bank a Gen Zero. No, totally. I, I love that idea. And I think, too, they said that they're going to tell us the window. It's not going to be like a surprise or, or a secret. So once they turn that on, I think, yeah, the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's – and we all summon on our own, right? So you could end up with a mythic. You could end up with a, leg sure, a legendary, yeah. something like that. I mean, why not do it? Well, you have that extra incentive, so that's great. I just so happened to summon my first mythic ever today. Shut up. Congrats. Would you get? Cheers. A Dark Knight. Oh, I got awesome. the mutation. It was awesome. It was totally awesome. There's really, it's a total non sequitur. I'm just bragging. No, it's fine. That's fine. What, what, that's... what element do we have leaning into the Fight Club stuff? He is a uh, fire. And he, oh, has, yeah. he has a lesser right? strength Damage, stone. Right? Yeah. I Ooh, think shot, wow. if I remember, fire is boot ten percent boosted. Uh, I think it's minus HP though, and minus <laughs> yeah. HP, right? right. Eh, but dark knight, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a um, it was a basic. So I got the mutation on the class, which is wow. super lucky with them. And yeah, uh, yeah it was awesome. a rare and uncommon, so it was pretty Ooh. low odds. But yeah, I've done. Let's see, I, I calculated. I've done two hundred thirty-five summons, and this is my first mythic. Whew. About is there is at like 140, so you got me beat. Yeah, is there about... a place to check that today? Because no, I know I back counted. in the day, D... okay, back in the day, <laughs> DFK Tracker used to have that, and I I know DFK Quester has most of the DFK Tracker functions, but I don't know if counting summons is one of them. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like summons. to know my number. Yeah, I'm just inner retentive enough to uh, record everything in a spreadsheet, and I can alt or control find uh, the word mm -hmm. summon, and 235 instances came up. Oof. Well, this game's half spreadsheet, so yeah, I, I, feel I you was going to say I've I've seen I've seen guys spreadsheets, and they are insane. So you're you're talking to the, you're preaching the choir. I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> Love huh. a good spreadsheet. <laughs> um. Right, so so uh, Dreamer just went through those four kind of things. He didn't really give any details, but I think it is exciting just in general. It gets me pumped up because I feel like it's much more geared towards players than than whales. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, right. the whales are going to benefit, obviously. But Still, yeah, that's, yeah. That's part yeah, of I the mean, game. They're always going to benefit more. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, I, uh, I sent 20-something guys on the Perilous Journey, and that's why I was on the uh, ADFK podcast briefly. Is that I wanted Gen Zero from that? And oh, oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah, um, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. basically how I built my stable was yeah. with that over and over again. Sure, Fifty sure, times yeah. that I sold well, it. Well, and and hold on, you said you sent twenty. I sent. I think it was 
no 23 or 22 like that's, my heroes yeah i basically really, i mean that's a, that's a decent amount but that's not like a like i know yeah. people that were sending hundreds you know so yeah i had like 30 so i didn't yeah. get much it was i didn't wow. have that many heroes because heroes were tough back then with, sure sure yeah, yeah. Was expensive. Yep. yeah. Good for you yeah it was awesome that's it was exciting. huge yeah. come up very cool yeah i mean i think i'll be looking forward to that i mean i'm my expectation is that i will not get a gen zero but i'm excited for it uh it can happen. I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Very cool. So then we got um, a couple announcements um, from Magnus. Um, the first two were like um, stuff about uh, gas prices and some other changes. But the third one was the big one that uh, DFK chain is going to go permissionless now. Um, so they're, they're, formerly there was a whitelist where certain tokens and contracts had to be approved to be included into the DFK chain. And again, we're getting very close to my peak crypto knowledge, so I don't want to go too in-depth on it. But now that is going to be open. So um, new smart contracts, new uh, tokens, question mark, can be added in. Um, hopefully you guys can help me out here. You know, I think this is good in general, but what does this mean sort of for the everyday players? It means Ariana Sunday is going to get all the tavern listed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh. so was was the bot with Ariana Sunday specifically was, yes. not able to do it before this? I believe not so. To... From what I understand, because it was on the smart contract. Yeah, oh, we'll I'm see. officially against this change now. Um, <laughs> no, I really don't know anything else about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, overall, it's great, right? Because, you know, DFK Earn was already allowed in, I believe, but it's that kind of... Sure, those, uh, those like o- OTC exchanges like can happen. Right, yeah. you want you want that other it, it's additional volume coming onto the chain mm-hmm. in different ways, right? Um, so I mean that's a good thing. It's the the whole idea of blockchain is that it's permissionless and anybody yeah. can come on and stuff like that. So we're we're getting to that point. So that's great. Well, and hypothetically, yes, Ariana. Uh, is sort of a negative thought, but you people can be building positive bots too, <laughs> you know. So hopefully, some some new developments come out of this, and and you know opens up the floor for anybody to sort of develop uh, and improve the game, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see other games and kind of yeah. other apps and exchanges and different things that are not related to DFK. Like, I, you know, it, it is a blockchain. In general, yeah, no, totally. like people yeah. could just build whatever they want on there. Um, so it, it'll yeah. be good for it to be more uh, traditional as far as blockchains go. No, totally. Um, all right. So then they went through, or this was said earlier, and, and we've talked about this in the past. There are uh, votes currently happening. Um, they're voting right now on those hacked. Uh, did we go over this? I don't know if we went over this, but some of the some people who have had their their accounts hacked and locked jewel stolen, there is a current vote out there where um, basically those locked jewels will be restored to the original accounts. Um, there's a couple votes happening for uh, what was the other one? It was well, locked in. Yeah, you're bearing the wheel a little bit. No, right? Oh, and the sea jewel and estrual. Yes, sorry. That, yeah, that I mean that. That's the big one. But, but I think, I mean, I think that one's going to be approved. I mean, I don't, we don't need to debate whether to vote for it or not. Everybody wants to do this, right? Is, do we know what the vote's at right now? 
but yes, uh, generally, yes. The answer to your question, yeah, it, it's likely gonna pass. I think most, 90, yeah, ninety nine point six percent to point yeah. four. I right, think so, it's gonna pass. Yeah, looking pretty good. So, so this will move. This will basically start phasing out X joule, which we sort of talked about, and move it into C joule or S joule, depending on, um, you know, Crystal Vale or Starendale. Um, and, and yeah, I, I mean, any guesses before you peek at the video, what the other two uh, results are at looking like. I, so, I already, I already saw I, it. They're, I, they're I not. They're not as. They're not as like it's not ninety nine to zero. It's a little. Is bit it closer, going to right? pass though the hack one? Because I feel like. A lot of people didn't totally understand that, and there were. Yeah, they did clarify some... it in the AMA today. Yeah, they did. And it's it doesn't hurt you if this passes. No, yeah, because if it if it fails, that it's not like those tokens are going to be burned. They specified that those tokens are going to be airdropped to whoever controls the wallet, aka the hacker. And right. I'm pretty sure that I don't know what Ogre would do if he got his stack back, but he's less likely to dump on our heads than whoever stole Ogre's money. <laughs> I, I feel agree with that. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in that situation. So, and, and I'm glad you brought up Ogre because I feel like that's the one that we all yes. know about. I mean, he got hacked for. If, I mean, if anyone deserves a break, it's that guy, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the idea that it's either going to go back to him, and if he wants to dump on us, you know, it's his money. Sure. Go yeah. for it. Or a hacker that is 100% going to dump on us. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It, it's cool that they're able to give these funds back to their rightful owners to some extent, at least. But I, I am surprised. At the, you know, we're, I'm looking at you know, guy has it up on the screen. It's it's about 60 to 40 right now in favor. And I'm guy, sort of confused on why we wouldn't do this. I, the, I don't know. The guy with the stolen money is probably voting no. <laughs> Sure. Or maybe you can't are we, are we concerned that the guy with the stolen money has thirty-five percent of the votes? <laughs> I'm not. Sh I'm not actually sure about that. I think they blacklisted it on Harmony. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty I sure. Like, they, they I don't think they know vote. the wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. But it's, um, uh, I think I think the hack jewel is people don't understand enough about what they're voting for. Yeah, I think they I think, think the they're lost, voting. I'm yeah, sorry. I think the lost jewel uh, people think. They're voting no because they just think that those lock jewel will be burnt, but it's only right. seventy five thousand jewel. It's yeah. not like it's going to drastically. And they even say this right in the vote notes: it's point zero two six percent of the sure. lock jewel supply. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I don't know why you wouldn't vote for these because in in the in the case of the hacked ones, I feel like it's writing a wrong. And then lost ones, I feel like who cares? So, so uh, I don't know. Official official box side vote. We're all voting yes. We did yeah. this last time. We yeah, gave sure. a uh, official <laughs> yeah. official recommendation. If anyone cares, what I'm, we I'm think. fine with that. Yeah, everybody yeah. vote yes on all three of these. Yes on all uh, three. Not voting advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, not trying to play the election here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Sorry, guy. Go for it. I was just gonna say yes to all three. Yeah. All right, and then I think the final note I wanted to hit uh, that I thought was very fun, um, uh, Pieface came on near the end of the AMA and showed off some new merch, <laughs> uh, these little plush bloaters that I'm for sure going to try and buy one because I think they're, like, just fun. Um, they're just, like, little stuffed animals that look so like she bloaters. throw them in the dryer? What is yeah, she, she said they needed, they, like, needed to be puffed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was yeah, fun, and that's cool. 
I thought that part was funny when she was saying she was running through the dryer. Like, I understand it needs to be puffed up. I thought that meant, like, they need to be, like, aired out in the open for a while. Yeah, she said they were really squished. Yeah. I didn't actually see the... Do you have it up? Oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's them in the dryer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see them earlier. When I looked at it on my phone, it was... uh, The video didn't come through right, or maybe it was coming through too fast. The, you can tell they were bloaters, but this is this is pretty good. My my one issue with bloaters since the beginning is how sad they look, and that's yeah. been a theme. I love it though. No, isn't I, a, isn't great. that appropriate to the bloater life though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it is. I don't. I just want them to be happy. I want it to be, you know. Not everyone can be a sailfish, man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, that's great bloater content. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, uh, we'll look out for that. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be sold out like immediately when they go live. Uh, everybody's gonna want those. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, t- you heard it here first, okay? <laughs> um, Sorry, all right, are we so at the Fight Club time? Yes, yet, that's, I was gonna say that that wraps up the stuff in the AMA. I think uh, it was a pretty exciting AMA. Um, we'll obviously keep uh, keep tuning in. The, I also say I just want to note too at the end here. The team seems like more excited in these AMAs, especially from like three or four weeks ago when it was kind of like the dark times. <laughs> like the, the team is just much more excited and much more upbeat. And like they're doing, they were doing um, uh, Little John like memes and stuff like that. Like I think they're just, they have a lot more excitement and it, it gets me pumped up. All right. Yeah. Let's. No, uh... No, nobody talked, so I was going to fit something in, but go okay. for it. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. I'll edit it out. Um, <laughs> I won't, but it's all right. All right, let's move on. We are now going to talk about uh, Fight Club. Uh, so I say this every time, but I'm going to say it again. DFK Fight Club is a third-party app based on Discord created by um, a guy who goes by Tylus or Conix. He actually has, like, several names, but... Um, we love it. We've been talking about it and covering it for a while now. If you listen to the podcast, you know this. Uh, we just finished the Baby Cup, which was all level one tournaments uh, two weekends ago? No, last weekend. Last weekend, like a few wow. days ago. Yeah, that's crazy. What time? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, everybody thought it was a lot of fun, and it was a great way to sort of level the playing field. Uh, and along those lines, uh, we've come up with, or I shouldn't say we, uh, you know, Bob, our guest here, sort of led the way on this. We've come up with some new uh, sort of what he's calling weight classes to help level the playing field further and sort of uh, bring in different types of heroes to combat uh, one another. So I guess uh, I want to open it up to Bob here to talk about this. My first question is sort of what was the goal or like why did you want to create uh, these different weight classes. Uh, yeah. So I don't, like I said, I don't have a lot of experience with Fight Club specifically, but yeah. I have been basically a lifelong gamer and sure. some very competitive, uh, mostly Magic the Gathering, uh, but a lot of other games cool. too. Um, so when I first, you know, joined the Discord because I saw them on the podcast and saw some content, thought it was a really great idea. Uh, conceptually, you know, that was the glaring thing that was missing uh, from my point of view when I saw it because I wanted, you know, to, you know, have kind of optionality in terms of, you know, not just using uh, 
you know, your best characters because you could always you could already do that in duels, you know what I mean? So I kind of just saw that as, you know, a barrier to entry um, for myself. So, of course, you know, why did I take it upon myself is because uh, I hadn't seen anybody else doing anything with it. I saw some questions coming up and suggestions that didn't really go anywhere over the last couple months. And uh, I just I felt like it was important uh uh, you know, for selfish reasons as well, to get me more involved because I I still haven't played a heavyweights game. I've played some, you know, some lightweights in Baby Cup basically, and I played I played one uh, against a guy yesterday and lost terribly because I just didn't know what the rules were at the uh, at the high level stuff. So it just it's just a learning curve. So I'm trying to facilitate, for, you know, not just for myself but for new players like myself because I saw a need for for a learning curve to go from you know, zero to one, which is, you know, one would be baby cup. And then from one to two is just the next step. Sure. And it, there wasn't anything in place. So I thought, uh, let me think about it. If I come up with something good, I'll share it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's very cool. I think uh, a lot of what you're talking about, I think we experienced this, you know, running the baby cup, uh, especially like numbers wise, you know, when we were doing the original tournaments, there were no limits. And so just, there were just like heavy hitters in there. And I, I know for a fact there were a lot of people that were just like, well, I'm not going to enter this because I know, you know, the other other contestants have level 15s or whatever, and, like, it's not even worth it for me. Uh, so when we did the Baby Cup, you know, we had 40, France, what was it, 46? 46, yeah. No, 40, 46 people. So, like, clearly, you know, creating these, these levels or these level caps, like, does bring more people to the table. I mean, like, France, you could talk about this more. Like, what did you hear about, you know, feedback from people once we said only level ones, like versus the, the open-ended. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... So I'll take it back to trying to promote the previous tournaments that didn't have a level cap, or on the last one, I think we put a level cap like 13 or 14, um, just to kind yeah. of have one there. But when people are first getting into a game, they see Corey going up against Pouring, and you have level 12 dre uh, Dark Knights, Dread Knights. You know, it, it's yeah. it's intimidating, right? Um, yeah, but sure. the second you say level ones, then all of a sudden everyone's like, okay, well, let me try to learn this game where they weren't really as interested in seeing the fire, finer points of it when they saw that, you know, kind of unscalable mountain on the other side of the levels. Yeah. Um, so when, when Bob came out with these, uh, weight classes, I mean, it's, it's great, right? Because you could fit into any weight class at any given time, and your heroes are gonna level. So you're you're not gonna be in the same weight class forever, unless maybe you decide to you know to leave them in a weight class. But you can well, kind of well, let's slow down. Not, not everybody through. has not everybody has a million heroes. So let's let's. Slow I'm down just on under that, a million but... right now. So it's yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I think I think that's that's very cool, and I think yeah, I, th I think everybody's excited to to get more participation. So, so Bob, if you can just like very quickly, you know, how did you uh, come up with the different like tiers, the different uh, uh, weights, uh, as you put it? Yeah, um, just kind of experimentation in my you know just going through some stuff in my head. Obviously, um, the first thought I had was to have uh, you know just uh, static, uh, not that. Yeah, static uh, level caps, um, you know, just like level 3 max, level 6 max, level 9 max, stuff like that, um, which could have a similar effect, but it just, uh, 
once I got into it a little bit more, then it's like you you have a hero for you know that you just you you pay a cost if you're never playing like all level threes or all level sixes and that. And therefore, when people are in between levels, are you just going to stamp on them to the next one, or they're just going to be there right. and like and then you have to just hold them there forever if you want to play. Uh, so I, I did kind of think about what was more important than the levels of your heroes necessarily in terms of balancing is the level of your parties because that's how people would balance and you do pickup games. If I, I'd see that in chat, if somebody had like a nine, eight, seven, you know, group or whatever, that's 24. And then somebody would try to, I think that's 24. Uh, somebody would try to match that and, you know, do that. And I say, why don't we just standardize that as, you know, something that makes sense. Uh, so then I just came up with, you know, a system that was, you know, simple to implement, like, um, simple to remember and simple for for Tylus to implement which he's already done in terms of like tagging uh parties because it's really easy for the oh, it's yeah, really easy cool. for you know the computer it's just if then else statement to figure out what weight class you yeah, are yeah, if he yeah. knows you know three hero ids basically um so it was really simple in that way but it was really complex for the player in terms of building a uh a team composition which was the other main reason uh, why I like this more than static is that it, it gives you a lot of options. So you can see on your screen, um, the way I have it formed or, or communicated is, you know, the hero max is the highest level that you can have a hero in your team, which is uh, half of the combined team max. Uh, so most of the time, or I guess, oh. yeah, so a lot of times you won't have a hero of the highest level. That's just the highest that you can have. So like, I I actually did not put that together that the 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 max is half yeah. the team. So it's total. easy to remember. I, I'm an idiot. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, for like a lightweight, um there's only three options. It seemed like there's a lot, but there's there isn't. You can do a level four, a level three, and a level one if you wanna kinda wanna have uh mm -hmm. um you know, relive your baby cup days and use somebody with uh with a with a static yeah. ability that are good in baby cup like a sage or an archer or a warrior something where you're not doing a percentage of damage but you're doing just a set rate you can just slip a level one in there and see what happens and then have two strong characters or if you want to balance it out more you could have three three two um or you could have four two two those are the only three and then as you go up there's a lot lot more um possibilities i mean you could have a level one in light heavyweight sure. like i said there is no minimum so if you want to go crazy and just have some wonky want lineup, you can. Mm. And I don't know what'll be best. I, I'm assuming that 14, 13, 1 is not going to be your best light heavyweight, but I don't know. No. Well, I, I, that was my next question. I'm, I'm very excited uh, to see that like in action is someone to do an insane, like weird combination, but because of the, whatever skills that that either the level one or whatever, like it, it works. You know, I think that would be wild uh, to see that. Yeah. And uh, I think for... You know, what we've watched in the previous tournament and in heavyweights, you know, there's, you know, a pretty small amount of classes that are really good in that. And there's a pretty small yeah. amount of classes that are good in the baby cup. And I guess, you know, I don't know this, but I think that there will be uh, different classes that will be good in the middle or at least playable. Right. Yeah. Wow. All right. So I have a million questions. Uh, and actually, I have a, a fun little announcement right now in the middle of the episode. We are adding another special guest to the episode. I, I know I know you didn't think it'd get crazier. <laughs> um, 
But uh, ADFK's own Raf is going to jump in with us and probably grill Bob on more questions that we have. Raf, do we have you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I came at just the right time. I feel like uh, that yeah, is, yeah. Uh, uh, the waiting classes. I'm so excited about this. Absolutely genius. Uh, can't wait to, to, to field this. Now I'm like, it's adding another layer of complexity to my level up strategy with my heroes. I'm like, ooh, do I want this guy to hang back? He might be pretty good in tournaments in the, the lightweight class. So Think of all the uh, tier lists we need to make, Raph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Right, right, yeah. Welcome. Uh, get your get your questions ready, because uh, Bob, my my first question is: Are you worried at all that certain classes are going to break, quote unquote, break your like strategy here? You know, like is there a is there a class that at level four just would just dominate um, that 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 lightweight? You know, are, are you worried about that at all? Or do you think about it at all when you're making these these classes? Not particularly. I mean, you could say that there are classes that broke the baby weights and there are classes that break heavy weights. Sure. So there's yeah. always going to be, you know, something optimal. Um, so not really. I mean, like, I guess at level four, you know, you start to get a lot of like hit points on like a paladin or something. Mm -hmm. That could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, problems are made for solving if you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you have your wizard yeah, yeah. in the back, ready to ready to come back and you know sure. blow up their team with a meteor um, out of nowhere. You know, maybe you can solve some problems and don't worry about that priest that's keeping up their tank or whatever. Well, well, so that that's where my mind went right away when I saw these classes. All right, there were a few classes that baby weight wasn't good for because they were just entirely too squishy. Right, I think the HP is what. Mm -hmm is kind of paramount throughout this and into lightweight into middleweight light heavy um i feel like it's better for those casters that now they're gaining hp and they have a little bit more kind of girth to them um to me that that's the biggest difference level to level yeah absolutely it was really awkward getting your weird wizard killed almost immediately in baby cup yeah right <laughs> so i actually was just messaging uh brad pitt tonight and sometimes i i think i just annoy him with the amount of <laughs> ideas that i keep throwing out there uh, but i said you know I, i've been trying to come up with some scaling and some statistical modeling on stat growth so we could move to um stat based ability power but actually with the tiers that you've created i think that you could start to create um power levels of of your moves based inside a tier um actually as a as an interesting way to to add a little more balance in what they have now what do you guys think about that wait so so question clarifying question are, are you saying each tier each weight class would have the skill would do a different amount of damage or right. have a different effect right so, right well not a not effect uh not, just not a different just effect damage. right yeah yeah just scaling. just damage yeah um because it, it honestly with health being it's not like quite an exponential but um it the the way that it grows because it grows on top of itself um it scales in in kind of a funny way that stats don't scale at that same rate um and i don't have the mathematic acumen to uh to, to figure this out yet so um i yeah I, that's that's essentially the idea that's interesting because so uh, i've been uh playing against the ai the past couple of days with a 
goon in front and a ninja in the mid. I've been trying to really like see like, all right, how do you make the ninja work, mm -hmm. right? Um, and what I keep coming back to is it's still just too squishy. I'm using a uh, a level nine ninja with level tens, and like I, I what I keep thinking to myself is like, by level twelve or thirteen, I think the ninja will be usable. Do you want to? Do you want me to throw out the other so ideas now. that uh, I've been talking to Brad Pitt about? And th these Absolutely. were his his every ideas. One. I want every idea. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait. Can I? Can, wait, I want. I want to jump in and just, just. I want. I want to see if Bob, if, if, you, if you have any thoughts on that. Like, yeah. Um. So, if, would that affect? Yeah. The, if yeah, I, the, if the I understand you correct, Raf. So, like, so, like, uh, if you're playing a, a lightweight game, maybe Cleve would do, you know, forty to each. Or fifty to each instead of seventy, whereas if you're in a heavyweight, it would do you know one fifty instead of seventy or something. Is that what yeah. you mean by scaling it like that? Yep, yep. It it would if with this model, would you get rid of percentage based things like skewer? Um, that that's a great question. Um, I don't I don't mind. Because skewer remind me, does that do a percentage of the max, not it, percentage of the current? I think it's forty percent of current count yeah. at, at any yeah. time. So that kind of scales the way you're talking. It scales kind of automatically. It scales fine. And we did talk about like moving abilities to be completely, um, you know, uh, percentage based. My hesitation or reservation with that is, I worry that it doesn't quite give you the weight that. Um, leveling up can or rarities can impact the game um it, it kind of nerfs in my opinion uh higher value heroes and so you, your mythics will be doing just as much as your commons if you have you know a percentage base uh because you're kind of you're, you're nerfing that ability and i and i while i'm i'm for some parody i i do want this is a play to uh, or earn pay to earn game, um, and so I, I I do feel like that's important to still keep some of those hero capabilities, like to to differentiate between a mythic and a common. Does that mythic yeah. should have some level of differentiation, and right. with that strategy, the only differentiation will be the basic attacks and the HP. Yeah, I I feel like that comes into play so much more with the the traditional uh, midline heroes, right? Like mm -hmm. it, when I was trying to find a sage, I I don't care about the attack. I mean, the speed's important, but like you have that set ability. That's what he's in there to do. Right. So you know it, the the actual stats. It's it comes down to the inter endurance and the agility more than anything else. Yeah. And that's it, where it's it's, <laughs> it's a lot harder to create that calculation if you're trying to figure out the right formula, matching intelligence and wisdom have some kind of multiplier based off the level versus just a percentage of of health or something like that yeah yeah i mean it's it's certainly um yeah it is it would be an easier way to do it i don't mind there being some skills in the game that are, are percentage based i think that I, I think that makes sense but and it's not like my suggestion I, I, solves the you know it, it's still just <laughs> as equal you know a mythic hits uh cleave 50 as you know like in in this example that you just threw up um like it, yeah. Lightweight mythic would hit fifty for cleave, and you know uh, the only differentiation would be really like uh, their their damage points and and health. Maybe if you got more endurance in your initial roll, but yeah, I I think it 
it'll change, you know, your basic attacks, which is good. And I'd ideally love all skills to to scale based on stats in the future. But so any math nerds out there that really want to help me out, that'd be that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I think I do want to throw this out there though. I like the idea of and maybe maybe it's too many right now, but I like the idea of some classes having a static ability and then others having that scaling percentage. Mm-hmm. And then you have to strategically make the decision of, you know, when is that no longer beneficial? You know, especially with these classes, I really like that of like, yeah, it's going to be really good in baby. It's going to be really good in light. And then it's like, ugh, is it good in in middle? You know, like I like that idea of you have to strategically decide that, you know? Um, So I don't really want to get rid of all of the like static abilities, but like I understand what you're saying. Well, and and of course, as always, uh, Dark Knights need a buff, so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, summoner. I love it. Yeah, I think the summoners really do. I I am actually cautious. You know, I take a fair amount of well deserved flack for the the monsters that I've created that are dark knights at at higher levels. <laughs> Rap has a mythic summoner too. I think, right? That's right. I do. Okay, I, so okay. that's where I you know I where it's coming from. I can't bring myself <laughs> to to complain about summoners. Right now. <laughs> Well, kind of going on a little bit on what you were saying there, Raph, in terms of, you know, wanting to differentiate uh, rarities, you know, I kind of took a little bit of a different approach to that kind of purposefully when I first was looking at kind of arbitrary ways to do this um, hero level caps and team caps. I was at like five and 10 just because they're like nice round numbers or whatever. But when I was thinking about how to construct a team like that, if it was five and 10 instead of four of eight, I would just, you know, grab my level five legendaries or whatever, because they right, just got plus bonus, seven yeah. stacks. Yep. So I, I do think there's something to be said for minimizing that. I mean, we're going to have plenty of time to actually, you know, like earn uh, with the real game or mm-hmm. with duels if you're into that in terms of an arm race. But I was kind of thinking uh, that was one of the things I wrote is that we already have a uh, kind of um, just go big or go, bo- go home mode with duels and uh, heavyweights. Um, yeah. And my thought was, you know, what I've seen in other games, like Magic particularly, is that all of the biggest tournaments, all of the biggest tests of skill are minimizing uh, kind of the, um, like, kind of, you know, there's nobody really has access to more cards than another person, and no, which is a bit of a challenge in this type of game. So I was trying to minimize the effects as much as possible, which it's not that possible. I mean, you know, pouring God knows what stones he had on his winning team (laughs) (laughs) because that's gamers are going to game. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, when you're designing something, I think it does behoove you to minimize that impact more than uh, maximize it um, for the more competitive levels, because in other games, the more competitive modes kind of less is more a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah, And, I like I like I do like the way that you structured the levels though too, you know, where uh, you you stop before the every five bonus. And so I, I think then if you you know, but there's still room for people with mythics, like because you could bring and I'm I don't have the um the tiers up in, in front of me, so I'll just kind of make something up and you'll tell me if it's wrong. Um but like I could bring more mythic level eights. Then I could, you know, like, or I could bring, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you could still, like, take advantage of that um, and know that, like, a mythic level 8 equals a common level 9 or 10 based on just your basic stat points. So I still think there's a, a way for you to inter- 
introduce that in it. And I, I think you're you're spot on that you want a healthy balance. You can't have it too overpowered. You can't have it too underpowered. It needs to be there, uh, but at the right level. Well, yeah, I, my I, initial thoughts. Oh, sorry, uh, friends, but no, for no, like no. for like middleweight, for example, you have an eighteen team cap or eighteen point team cap. So I'm thinking, uh, without being able to test it more than a game, uh, but I'm thinking that where that's going to line up is if you have a level eight and two level fives, and those level fives just got seven or ten points from being mythic or legendary, that might be your best bet in that sort right of on. thing, as right opposed on. to like um, an eight and a six and then a, a, a lower level one who hasn't gotten a bonus. So I'm thinking in terms of optimization, I mean, you're going to have yep. room to take it's, advantage exactly. of those stats. That is, whoever's listening right now, write this down. That is alpha right there. I mean, the next tournament, like that is going to be the winning strategy is figuring out. Because I, I think at this point, and, we, and I don't know if you guys have touched on it, but the hero prices are down right now. So go ahead and like buy buy for this strategy. I, I, think, I think that's spot on. Yeah. Not, of course, uh, you know, not when you <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. Um, no, but I, I think that's the, the cool thing about it, right, is when you find a good team, when you find a good hero for a given weight class, right now, there's no reason to not level them up. Like, yeah, it's a cool, fun game. But all of a sudden now, in a few weeks here, we're going to have raffle tickets at stake. So... I know people who keep level one heroes in duels because they're better than other level ones that they get matched up with, and they're raffle ticket machines. Now we have that incentive in Fight Club as well, coming at least. And one of the things that we have looked, you know, we're trying to be conscientious stewards of the game as we're going to roll out uh, raffle tickets. And so we've thought about there being actually uh, throttling it to per user. And so, like, you can, uh, and one thing that the uh, DeFi Kingdoms team made very, the Kingdom Studios team made very clear to us is they don't want this to be a buy raffle tickets program. And so um, it, we, we might say, you know, limit it to, you know, only X tickets per person per day or something like that. But um, yeah, it, it, you're, thank you for giving the shout out to that. Uh, it's coming. It, it's going to come around sooner Sooner than later, um, I don't, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm hoping two weeks, um, but we'll see. Codex, we'll see hope you're listening. Raph just declared it for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. Two <laughs> weeks, deadline. <laughs> no. Um, no, but like that, so I, I was looking at my, my uh, stable of heroes today, and I was trying to think of the best kind of combinations inside the weight class because it's not just hey what stat heroes do i have that are highest in a given level the moves and the abilities you know make they play a part in it too so it's like hmm i i want to lean towards a monk or i, I want some kind of big blast ability in there right so it, it's tricky and I think the people that make those good ai teams and get that passive income from the raffles once that becomes you know, available. I mean, I think that's going to be great. Right. Well, I we, we sort of have touched on that on this podcast, um, but I think that'd be fun to to discuss sort of within this idea of these weight classes. So uh, one aspect of the game that is uh, been, been hinted at a bunch of times here is that we're going to be able to uh, post sort of, uh, 
I don't want to say like dungeons or raids, but there's going to be teams that you can, that are going to be staked in the game, or I may be phrasing that wrong, but teams that you can then compete against. And if you beat them, you know, you get the rewards, but the people that stake their team also will get rewards if yep. they win. Yeah. So with, with this concept, are we going to be using these weight classes yes. for, for both these? Uh, and which I think would be very interesting of, because I, because I was talking about this earlier when this when we first talked about this, and if somebody if pouring or or Grady you know posts a team with their like level yep. 15s, I'm yep. never going to go. No, you're you're them, fighting you know? you're, like, you're fighting uh, randomized AI within your weight class, right? So I think that makes it very interesting because now you know I feel like it's it's evening the playing field and it's going to incentivize people to to actually go for this and. And you know, and vice versa, and, and incentivize people to post their team because they know they're going to get matchups. Yeah. You know, and um, if you don't mind, let me jump in here quick. You know, staking oh, is um, technically incorrect, but it's a term I I Thank continue you. Yes. to yeah. use as well. It's it's easy and like it's kind of like the conventional term, but um, you're really yeah, yeah. you're Locally really old. posting your heroes. Um, you're just selecting the heroes that you want inside uh, that that posted AI team that someone can face against and and really it's splitting hairs but i think it's important for our, our savvy crypto community listeners out there um your heroes aren't locked by any stretch which right, right, you know right. staking kind of uh infers some kind of holding mechanism um your your right, heroes yeah. still remain in your wallet uh during this period of time um and i believe that uh brad pitt is putting uh measures in place that like you know if you level up one of your mythic heroes, it can only be a part of like one team at a time. Um, and yeah. so you can't have them inside one weight class, level them up, then be inside another weight class. Um, so, so there's going to be uh, some, some logic that we have to work through there. Uh, but overall really excited about this concept. I mean, pretty much conceptually you're spot on that you can post a team of, of your strongest heroes and eventually it'll be pets as well. Um, and you know, you have zero risk of posting a team out there like n nothing comes out of your wallet the only right. thing you can do is if your team wins you will gain raffle tickets um which is just a, a fundamentally cool concept and also i mean it's really made available by the fact that um the DeFi kingdom team is letting us get a really affordable rate on passing out raffle tickets and so like that is going to the players because right now we're basically saying that you know one person is posting uh, posting up the crystal or the jewel um, or the the jade now. Um, hey, jade. And, yeah, and <laughs> uh, you know, and it, you can still earn the same rewards that are there for duels, uh, close to the same rewards. Well, yeah. um, we don't know for sure, but well, yeah, but hypothetically, well, no, but even yeah. if it's not the same rate, uh, every time I lose a duel, I think about Fight Club. Every yeah. single time. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I had no effect on this game. I wish that <laughs> yeah. I could be playing, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. So so we're trying to make it a, a really reasonable rate um, and, and make it, you know, like people should want to play Fight Club. Not only can you earn rates similar to what you can get with duels, but your skill in the game can impact the outcome too. So, I, I mean, that's a, it should be a double win for, for our community out there. Yeah, it's super no, interesting I, it's super exciting nope go for it yeah it's it's super interesting and i did not have any sort of um realization that he was going to use the weight classes for this but it makes a lot of sense because he just needed um as a developer a way to kind of you know 
quantify a team instead of a hero. And basically it just worked out. That's probably why he was, uh, when I messaged to uh, Tylus, he was, you know, very, very receptive to what I was doing. And he actually asked me to uh, make the light heavyweight uh, division because mm. I think I think he's planning on using those three uh, lightweight, middleweight, and light heavyweight um, for this because those are just the easy ways to quantify team strength. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, it, it, and you know, this is one of the things I love about working with Tylus, or I like to call him Brad Pitt, um, is that you know, as a, a small development team of one, like he reacts to things that make sense for the community, and so like that wasn't the plan, you know, a few days ago, and then you drop this really intelligent system, and it's like, okay, yeah, we gotta we gotta switch to this. That makes the most sense. Yeah, he yeah, he's yeah, all about the feedback. Sorry, just if you have an idea, get it in there. It's this is something that's kind of being built as we go. So, I mean, if you have an idea, recommend it. And so I, I have to. Add, I mean, this is a, probably a dumb question, but as this, everyone knows the podcast, I play the dumb the dumb guy. Oh, a that's a times, shtick. But... Yeah, oh, it's a stick. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I would I would assume then um, hypothetically if the raffle tickets are part of the system that the heavyweight would be you know a bigger payout you know the light heavyweight etc right that would be the goal uh, good question that was not we were going the direction of more like uh, the Annie and so uh, you can pay in uh, one five ten uh, crystal or jade um at you know any of the tiers um so that was our initial thought but i i'm not opposed to you know throwing that out there um you know the the, the big heavyweights those big boys you know uh presumably they, they don't mind throwing their crystal around either so uh yeah that, that's a possibility yeah. maybe they utilize the side wager feature and you know yeah. Ooh, i mean true. i i don't know because we've had some heavyweights in there i know oh cool had a level 19 summoner that he was playing with. Wow. Uh, but he lost a few games, and that's not a shot at the summoner. It's just, you know, <laughs> it, it's that, that that's the way it, <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a shot. But um, no, it, it's you can get outplayed. You can, you know, yeah. that's that's yeah, Michael. for sure, which I love. So, yeah, you mentioned also earlier, like, uh, dungeon crawling, and that is where we want to take this next. Now, it'll be like a 2D dungeon crawler. There's not, no, like, actual virtual moving through the dungeon right. itself. Um, more like... We want you know, open world. Yeah, yeah, no, no open world. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we, we're going to... Yeah, that's next. Um, when token. So we're imagining a system where it's like a, a 2D uh, map, like I'm thinking like treasure hunting map, right? And you see like uh, spots on the map where you're going to go from AI team to AI team inside a, you know, a, a theoretical dungeon. We could start to randomize like what's your route um, through that. I mean, that, that's kind of some of the things that we have in mind for where this will evolve to. I'm really excited, you know, as much as I'm excited about Wisdom Games, you know, there's a there's a part of me that hopes that we can start to carve out a corner here with both pets and dungeon crawling that isn't going to, it's going to be our own niche, I, I really hope. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think, I think for sure, I think, I think 
it's been very clear that the actual PvP and stuff like that is still a ways out. And I think everyone is itching for some activity with their heroes, and this is just the perfect, you know, version of yeah. it. How many well, people did we have in this tournament? 33? No. Oh, no, 46. 46, okay. Woo, that's way off. And, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, right, it's all about utility. And the second you start involving raffle tickets, it's there is utility now for these heroes. And, you know, I touched upon it a little bit before, but there's a reason to maybe even keep them at a lower level for to to stay in a, a given weight class because you have an opportunity to earn off of it. So decisions to be made for hero owners. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of uh, Slay the Spire, so what you're what you're saying there, Raph, about uh, the dungeon crawling. That's that's I got a lot of thoughts on that. I'm not going to derail I, the yeah, my way. I just on, started Slay the Spire. My brother so has good. been like telling so me to get into it for years. And it, it went on sale for 10 bucks, and I bought it on the Switch the other day. I'm like, I got to do this. And I have been addicted to it. So my podcast content has gone down proportionately with the <laughs> amount of Slay the Spire I've been playing the last week. I, I've, I've also been told by several friends that uh, I should get into it. Uh, it seems like anybody who's into this, this genre would be uh, interested in that. It's so, so. good. Um, but yeah, that that is if, right. if you know Slay of the Spire, that it's like that's the uh, yeah the the template of what we're going for. That's that's perfect. Well, I think I think though no, that's what I was gonna I was gonna sort of I, I love this idea too, and and obviously I think this is more of a question about blockchain or NFTs. You know, could then items be involved with you know as you're going along in the dungeon? Uh, do does your do your hit points carry over from battle to battle? Yeah. You know, can can you re up your you know health potion and stuff like that? Because if those could be actually used, you know, because health potions and those other potions aren't touched right now, and I think that'd be very yeah. interesting. And actually, we're thinking about like how can we integrate even uh, a single potion into combat as well. You know, we're we're trying yeah. to be cautious about how it impacts the meta, but you know, like maybe a mana potion gives you a charge. Uh, you know, health potion, obvious what it does, you know, swiftness, toughness, things like that. Um, you know, their namesake brings about, you know, some pretty apparent ways that they could uh, affect the game. I, I think that's something we're interested in. Um, I know Nindorf has been pushing on this really hard. Um, you know, I'd, I'd even like to see uh, the the team that and that being the Kingdom Studios team, like, Annie up a little more for like this this burning mechanism i would say it is something that we've been trying to be conscious about like how does the community perceive like burning an item when they play this game and you know does it tangibly impact their ability to uh you know affect the raffle tickets um or you know whatever payout mechanism there is in the future yeah that so it's I, I think it would be cool if you had you assigned each potion uh, like an arbitrary kind of value, mm-hmm. and you gave everyone going into like a PvP Fight Club match a certain you know amount that they could spend. They could buy either health potions or mana potions, right, to bring into a match, so that everybody had kind of that equal playing field. It's just how you use it. Yeah. But uh, as far as burning goes, I think people would be okay with it as long as there's that incentive, which the raffle tickets provide, you know? Mm-hmm. Whether well, or not the team's also, okay with it, we'll see, but... There's an alternative where 
in this dungeon crawler where inside the spire you see that you have a campfire to rest before a boss fight every time it's part of the algorithm uh you could have that sort of resting spot where if you choose to you can click a button on the fight club interface to get an address to send a potion to with the wallet that's connected to your fight club and if you do so you gain that health and then that potion could be either burnt or sold for jewel and that would be in the quest fund to buy raffle tickets at a discounted price and increase the prizes for everybody love that love that so people that use a lot of potions are supplementing people that aren't using a lot of potions because there's more raffle tickets based on potions used yeah yeah and then you think about you think about a heavyweight matchup and the idea that yeah your heroes might be outmatched but if you're willing to throw enough potions at it you know maybe you're closer to even it's gonna be a longer yeah. match so potions will have more of an effect sure i'm okay with the longer match i i know Konix, uh brad pitt I, I, he he worries about the match length I, I, so i'm okay with so 20 turns i uh yeah it, we're i think he and i are aligned there I'd, I'd love to hear i'd like to double click on this more I don't know, maybe offline this might be <laughs> boring for the <laughs> listeners to go through like uh time studies on you know matches and retention of of people. But that that is something that is interesting to me that I, I've been thinking about and you know, trying to get to 10 minutes per match has been something that's like in my mind, um at least. Uh it, you I know, think it's being a able benchmark. to yeah, promote to a wider audience. So I, oh. I don't know what you can affect this. Obviously, in a couple different ways, you could cut your turn time, um, or you could, you know, increase your overall power of your abilities and and stats. But yeah, I, I think ten minutes per match, like I think that's a good good number to hit um, for a large audience of this. Which I th- I think you know, rising tide raises all ships uh, is is really what we want in the long run. Is how do we get a good community? surrounded yeah. into this game i feel like already i saw someone post in in the fight club like oh boy this is complicated uh in, in the discord today <laughs> and it's i i do i i feel bad because like we all of us had the opportunity to like get in on the ground floor and it's become a little more complicated naturally as you've added in like more hero classes um, and so we've all been able to like keep pace but i can imagine and you know i did a podcast with sandwich uh last oh, a week and a half ago about this as well and it, it like was a stark reminder when i was like helping someone get into the game like how in-depth it truly is and how complex the the battle mechanisms are which i love but it does it's it kind of it, it's uh, a tough balance you have to find with how do you make it easily accessible to new users um and light users that don't want to do the hardcore and then also a game where the hardcore users like all of us on the podcast, you know, you, you really want to dive in deep and you want to find every edge you can get. Well, I think that leads to a great point. The way we can sort that out is with Bob's beautifully crafted uh, weight classes. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how it does it. And I think that is also a great point to wrap up our pod now because we were just over an hour and I think we could all talk all night, but I think... Uh, I think we should wrap it up. So I want to thank uh, Raph for coming on and chatting with us. Bob, thank you so much for for giving uh, giving us the breakdown on all these weight classes. Um, if you if you can't tell, we love Fight Club, so we highly recommend everybody go check out DFK Fight Club. 
Uh, everybody's super welcoming on the Discord. So, um, you know, go check it out, chat with everybody on there. Um, and I will also give a little hint that uh, Bogside might be doing some videos to help uh, explain the game a little bit further. Nice tease. Uh, I like if, that. Awesome. Is that, is that good, friends? Awesome. Is that a good yeah. tease? Yeah. Um, Much needed at this point. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yes. Yeah. All right. So this has been Bogside Chats for our guests, Bob and Raph, for Guy Kid and Friends. My name is Maddie Pesk. Thanks, guys, for listening. See ya. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Adios. Let me get to the.